to the Get Naked Live podcast, where we are redefining the strong Black woman. I'm your host, Shirley Hubbard, and I am super excited to bring you intimately honest, sometimes uncomfortable, yet strangely funny conversations and real life stories on how emotionally draining being a strong Black woman can be. Each episode is designed to help you find the courage to embrace your emotional nakedness, define strength on your own terms, burn that superwoman cape because you know you are sick of wearing it, and learn to love life unmasked. Welcome back to Get Naked Live, where we are redefining the strong Black woman. I'm your host, Shirley Hubbard. And as always, I am super excited to bring you real-life conversations on how we can destigmatize, reaffirm, and help our sisters get naked. And I am excited to have with me today Rashonda Fuller, who has such a powerful story. She's going to be sharing with us some of her experiences. Rashonda, hey! Hey! <laughs> How are you today? I am good today. Today is a good day. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Well, I'm so happy to have you here. As we talked about in previous conversation, there's like this huge stigma around the strong Black woman. There are so many things that, that are going on amongst us where we feel like we cannot embrace our emotional vulnerabilities. So we're going to talk about all of that today. But before we dive into that, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, great. So I, um, I said I'm Rashonda Fuller and I am a, well, I'm a former social media consultant and a, but I'm currently a personal, uh, what I call a personal empowerment advocate. And mm-hmm. all that is, is a fancy name for someone who strives to help women empower themselves and in any way possible, be it from a business standpoint or a personal standpoint. Uh, I am the founder of my social media mentors, which actually is my former company. Company where I did social media training for mom and pops as uh, well as up to corporate. And I am most widely known for my Pinning with a Purpose course. I was one of the first originators to teach uh, business owners and, and corporations how to utilize uh, Pinterest for business. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, and I recently just launched my, well, relaunched, I should say, my apparel and novelty store, and it's called Statement Tees and Things. So that is my new baby, mm-hmm. something I am very, very um, excited about. And uh, I don't know, uh, I have a 17-year-old son, I'm not really really that interesting. I'm a homebody, (laughs) an extreme introvert that's just trying to make a difference, you know, and as I find my way, I do what I can to help others find theirs. And that's thumbs me up. (laughs) I I understand. I'm a homebody too. And I'm also an introvert. So Doing a doing a podcast is a little bit out of my comfort zone, but hey, yeah. we're pushing through, right? <laughs> That's it. We're gonna push through. <laughs> we are pushing through. So thank you so much. Um, so you do have a 17-year-old son. How's it raising a 17-year-old son being a strong black woman? What's that like? Uh, the biggest challenge of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being real. It has been uh my son and I, we've been um solo since you know conception, and it's just been he and I. Not I mean, I, I have a strong family support, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm, but I, right. I've been a single parent raising him on my own as far as that goes. But um, and it's been man, nobody told me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, what I was he is a great human though. Like honestly, he's a great human. He's a beautiful person. Um, but 
you're trying to raise a, a man, a you man. know, and I'm a woman. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, what, what is, like, wait, what yeah. is this? <laughs> I, I understand because my son is 26 now. Mm-hmm. So oh, you, you, you are, you are entering that stage that I've already been through. So I understand. Well, exactly. then you help me out because I have no idea what I'm I doing. I know exactly what you're saying. Like, I, I don't know, God. It is so, girl, let me tell you, I survived it with much prayer. <laughs> yep. Much prayer. That's it. Stayed That's on it. my knees. Yes. <laughs> so, it. yeah. But he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Thank you. I'm praying so. I'm like, please don't let me mess him up. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> no, but he's, he's good. It's just, but honestly, as to answer your question, as a Black woman um, trying to raise a Black son to navigate these waters, especially in the country that we live in, mm-hmm. it, it's uh, an entirely different situation in of itself. And that's a loaded question because it has been very challenging. Y'all not only, you have to prep them for adult Hood. You have to prep them for right. the world, but then you have to go an extra mile and prep them for being a black man in America. Exactly. And that in of itself is enough to make you just want to pull your hair strands out and it can be terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not a person that lives in fear, but I'm just being real. It's, it's yeah, the real it's scary. Turn. It really is scary. To know I mean. that he's not going to be my baby that I can protect mm-hmm. and keep him by my side. And, you know, all of the things he's got to go out here into this world and navigate mm-hmm. these waters a- a- alone. And that just is giving me heart palpitations it at is, night. It is so, <laughs> even at 26 years old, when my son comes by and he visits and he leaves, I always say, be careful. If, you, if you're driving, don't have the music up loud. Don't do anything and draw attention yeah. to yourself. So those are the conversations, you know, that we have to have with them, you know, All as, the time. as Black men. Yes. So, yeah, yes. I totally get it. So listen, let's get right into your story now. <laughs> in previous good. conversation, I saw, or in your questionnaire that we did, I saw where you said that growing up, you were a little afraid to cry because it was oh. a sign of weakness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Well, you know, in, in my household, um, I came from uh, a father who was just a tough guy and I was a, so, and I still am a self-proclaimed daddy's girl. He's gone now, mm-hmm. but love the man with all my heart. But at the same time, he was, he just didn't have time for the tears. Um, and with me, I had two brothers growing up and he handled me like he handled the boys. And mm-hmm. the minute I start crying, he's like, Hey, you know, <laughs> there'll be none of that. Um, and, and he do whatever it took to to get me to stop crying mm-hmm. at me, buy something. It didn't matter. Just hush. Right, you know, right. just don't cry. And then coming from my mother's side, my mother, I never in my entire life, I didn't see my mother cry until her mother passed away, which was in 2003. Mm-hmm. And that was shocking to me that her tear ducts even worked because wow, <laughs> right. you had never seen her cry. I had never seen her show any other emotion than being the quote unquote strong black woman. Oh, wow. And we grew up in a very um, tumultuous environment. It was uh, her, my, my dad just, it wasn't a healthy situation, mm-hmm. but she never let you see her sweat. She, from mm-hmm. the time she, her feet hit the ground until the time, you know, she laid her head to rest at night. She was well put together looked like a million bucks, had a smile on her face, and you just didn't know that anything would get to her. So me growing up and watching her, she's my blueprint. Mm -hmm. What I took away from that was, you know, you don't do emotions, you know what I mean? Um, And the things that she lived through, even with, you know, uh, 
being with my father, it would have been enough to tear any woman apart. Let me be just being real. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I didn't know it. She just didn't show it. That it bothered her. So I thought that's how you're supposed to be, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I grew up literally not showing those types of emotions. And I, whenever I would cry, I would apologize. You know, if I'd break down and cry, I'd say, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm crying. And my friends were like, yeah, why are you apologizing? Why are you apologizing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's fine. But in my mind, it wasn't okay to do that. Um, and I had to, and I just came to terms with tears with maybe mm. in the last five years being, knowing that that's healthy to let that stuff out. Um, because I thought that the, 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 the epitome of a strong black woman was just drudging, you know, plow, plowing our way through life and not letting anything get to us. Right. And that was the, um, that was my blueprint was her, you know, and I carried myself like that until I couldn't anymore. And, and I, and I understand that because my mom was like that too. I rarely mm-hmm. ever see my mom cry. And yeah. if she does, I know that something horrible has happened because it's yes. just not the norm for her. And so yes. that spilled over into my life. And as an adult, then I found it difficult <laughs> to express my emotions because I didn't have that, you know. Right. I didn't know how to do it. And so yes. I think that's like my whole mission for for this movement is to let black women know that it's okay. It's okay it's if, okay. if you feel away. It's okay. It's okay if you feel like crying. Like, why not cry? <laughs> let it out. We lack the emotional intelligence, you know, in order to navigate this life in a healthy way. We weren't given the tools right. uh, to process anything that was happening to us um, in our lives. And so you have, you're going to either express your happiness and let that be that, but don't mm-hmm. come with the sadness. Don't come with the grieving. Don't come with the uncertainty, the confusion. Exactly. Definitely don't come with depression. Exactly. Don't come with any of those things because we don't know what to do with that. Right. And it, it's understandable though. And here's my point of view, if I can take it a step further. Go ahead, go ahead. It's understandable because if you think about it, our ancestors didn't have time for that Mm -hmm. they were in survival mode exactly right so but unfortunately you pass down these generational ideologies these ideas and 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 and, you know just ways of getting through that aren't necessarily the the best way we just passing on you know, we just handed over what was, ha- we're just taking what was handed, what to, was us. handed to us. Absolutely. And so it wasn't like, let's even go back to slavery that they could come in and say, you know, master, I'm having a, I think I'm suffering. They post- weren't allowed to do that. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> suffering post-traumatic stress disorder from right. all this slavery, you know, like, that right. an option. <laughs> so they had, they had no choice. I mean, not to make sense, but it's the truth. Like, it's the truth. what are they going to do? So guess what they did? They passed that down to their kids. You mm-hmm. just survived. And I can't take away the strength that they had to have in order to be able to survive. That is strength. But it's still unhealthy to it's still unhealthy with that way. So when they passed it down, it comes generation to generation. It didn't get a lot better immediately after. Mm-hmm. Even talking about the civil rights movement, they mm-hmm. had, but we they didn't have therapists and all. You know, I'm about right. to talk today. I need to see my therapist and talk about how I feel about this. Right. You know, they, like, I mean, they just they didn't they didn't have just, permission to to feel anything. So it's it just kept I mean, it down and, and now, so it passed down. Absolutely. Now it's a different day. 
-hmm. and we don't have to do it that way. And so that's my thing is really having to come to that realization and being honest with myself. Like, I don't have to do it like they did it. They didn't pass the baton to me. Exactly. Now, what am I going to do with it? How am I going to make this for different for myself? Mm -hmm. And how am I going to teach my son, you know, Mm -hmm. a better way? Because I don't want him broken like they were broken. You know, I want him to be healthy. I want my, I want to be healthy. Absolutely. So that's when I stopped and said enough of that narrative. I That way, that way don't work for me. It did <laughs> not work for me. And I think, Rashonda, we can even take that a step further because when you were talking about slavery and, you know, and I can't go to Massa and say, I don't feel like working today. Or think about the, the women who were preparing dinner and they went through the motions we can't even come home like we feel guilty if we have a day where I don't feel like cooking Mm -hmm. because that's because we weren't permitted our ancestors weren't permitted to not feel like preparing dinner for master and his family you had to do all all of that stuff was passed down from generation to generation Mm -hmm. and we do it without questioning Mm -hmm. that's the 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 thing is that really messes us up is that we just accept these things Mm -hmm. just the way of life from religion everything we without question this is the way it's always been done this is the way it it, it just is it's kind of like um i don't know if you ever heard the story of the ham but i tell the story of the ham all the time and i'll tell it real quickly if you don't mind but there was a little girl i think there was like a holiday dinner going on and she watched her mother uh to prepare the ham and Mm -hmm. the woman cut the ham on both ends before she put the ham in the pan and the little girl Mm -hmm. said why do you cut the ham on both ends and she says I don't know you gotta ask grandma just do it like grandma did it so the little girl curious said Uh (laughs) grandma she asked the same question she said I don't know you have to ask mom you know because that's the way mom did did. so Uh she went to great grandma great grandma why do we cut the ham on both ends before we put it in the pan and she said well we did it because we didn't have a pan that was big enough exactly so here's the thing nobody's (laughs) been asking all these years why do we do this this way we just take it accept it and do it even when Mm -hmm. it makes no you know what I mean? exactly and okay. and we just continue to, and that's why now is the time for yep. us to change this because we have our yep. children that are growing up I have grandbabies that are growing up and I don't want them living a miserable life like that because it is yep. a really miserable existence which brings me to my next point yeah where, where you were talking about how you know that how much we could take how much of life we can take how much pain we can take determines how strong we are. Mm-hmm. That's no, our that's stick. not true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that our is, measuring stick. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> not right, but that's the measuring stick. My mm-hmm. strength as a Black woman is measured by the amount of pain and bullcrap mm-hmm. that I can put up with. It's defined by the amount of mm-hmm. pain and bullcrap that I can put up with. And that's, that's the totally false narrative. Exactly. Uh, but we wear it like a badge of honor, the strong black woman. We can take it from, mm-hmm. you know, our, our families and communities, our men, we can take crap. Mm-hmm. Body. We can just take it and we rise and we rise and we, yeah, that's true, but we're doing it in an unhealthy way. And I don't wear that like a badge of honor anymore. Exactly. You call me strong. I questioned you like, well, what, what does that mean? You, you know saying? what I mean? <laughs> because yeah. I'm, I'm okay with not being okay and not being on all the time. And the the reason that I am is because that way of life has broke me down, you know? And so, uh, yeah, for me, I don't measure my strength by the amount of pain that I can take. That's not going to get it for me. Uh Uh-uh. My strength is based on me being able to say, I need help. I need a break. I need help. Exactly. I need to replenish myself. I need to fill my cup back up. You know what I mean? Uh, 
that's how we I measure my strength. And, and and I agree with that. And you and you mentioned also in previous conversation that this is how you know people turn into addicts, and um, this is this is the cause of, of several broken relationships because we don't know how to effectively process our yes. emotions yes and so we we have to get as black women or, as, or just people in general we yes. need to get to a point where we're okay with not being okay and then we need to teach our the, the people that we are around that it's okay if i'm not okay we don't need we don't need them to make us feel bad about not being okay no and and i'm not and i no longer even give uh energy to that Mm -hmm. if you don't understand my not being okay right now that's your problem not mine I have to honor my truth I have to walk in my truth and not only do we have to you know be able to say that but then we have to be able to go a step further and say identify what's really really wrong exactly and sometimes that takes us to places that we don't want to go it may be something that surfaces surfaces between a person and their a woman and her spouse that has nothing to do with the the moment in that they're in but something to do with something that happened 20 years ago to her that she's been carrying and holding Mm -hmm. on to and it's determined and dictated how she shows up and like how she responds you know all those things Mm -hmm. so sometimes we don't want to admit that we're not okay because that's going to take us down a route that we don't want to go because we have to uproot some stuff Exactly. you know and we have to deal with some stuff and a lot of us leave that past in the past and we want to leave it there but we mm-hmm. don't understand that it's it's driving our our current situation and gonna drive our future if we don't handle it in the right way Absolutely. it's not gonna be pretty <laughs> you know it, and it's not and yellow man then always says that feelings buried alive don't die and yep. I always add to that they don't right. die they bury you because they bury you That's in it. guilt and shame and unforgiveness and unhappiness and all of that and do you really want to be buried underneath all that stuff i want to be while you're alive (laughs) (laughs) and it is it's literally like you die inside Mm -hmm. and i can agree with that statement um and that's why again watching my mother do it that was my blueprint so that's the only way that i knew how to do it Mm -hmm. but it was killing me you know and i'm thinking she can't be Okay. And it took for us to have a conversation and she has some very serious health challenges. And she said, Shonda, she said, why do you think I was physically sick like that? Why Mm -hmm. do you think I almost left this earth? Mm -hmm. I was carrying way too much for way too long. And that's probably why my body started to shut down in so many Mm -hmm. ways because I wasn't dealing with stuff. And I never knew she even had her feelings even work, let alone her tear ducts work, you know? (laughs) And and so for her to say that, I was like, wow, like things bothered you, you know? And she's yeah. like, yeah, but I, that's just the way that I knew how to get by. She said, but it, you know, it, it that's probably why I had so much illness in my body is because I was not carrying it well at all. Mm-hmm. I, and, I totally agree with that. We're it not meant does to. affect you physically. It, it oh, affects yeah. you physically. Yeah. And I think we just we just don't get that, you know, that all the headaches, the migraines, the nausea, some of that stuff is just bottled up emotions. Mm-hmm. That, I'm that a migraine sufferer, so I know. Yes, yes, indeed. So I want to back up just for a few minutes and, and go back and revisit the mm-hmm. situation with your son where you were saying that you are now raising him different. What does that look like? Because, you know, men, 
we, we tend to have these expectations of men anyway. Mm -hmm. And so how are you raising him different from the way your parents raised you? You know, one of the, and just in general, one of the things that I try to do with him is to get him to communicate his okay. emotions mm -hmm. and to get him to talk about what he's feeling at any given time and to let him know that his answer does not always have to be, I'm good. Right. You know, I don't sit and just like, drill him but I try to catch him at a moment where we can just talk and I'm like mm -hmm. how are you and he'll say I'm gonna how are you really mm -hmm. you know and try to get him to open up and understand that letting it out an expression is a good thing right regardless of what society tells you 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 cannot keep all that stuff bottled up inside of you mm -hmm. so if nothing else I just try to give him permission to not be okay and, and is, he, is he usually receptive to it he is so my son. So it's like pulling teeth. <laughs> I swear it's, it's like pulling teeth and just to get, cause everything with him is I'm cool. And that scares yeah. me sometimes yeah. because I'm like, you can't be a black man with all this bottled up stuff inside mm -hmm. of you out here to say good, you know, but I, I just continue to try and try in hopes that one day he'll be able to, you know, start to let things out if he has things inside of him that he even needs to let out. But I can, can't imagine that he doesn't because he's, you know, growing up without a right. dad and all those sorts right. of things. He's got to have something somewhere. Um, and I just try to make, uh, create a safe space for him to, to let it out. And, and I think that's the most important thing that he knows when the time comes, when he's ready, that you are going to be available for him, that you're holding that space for him even right now. So I would, oh, Prashanda, yay. Thank you. I would <laughs> drop everything. Yep. And, 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 he need, and he knows that because you're constantly, you know, asking him, are you okay? And then, and then you follow up with, are you sure you're okay? Know what's really going on. So mm -hmm. he knows that mama's got my back. Mm -hmm. and, and she and she's gonna be here for, and and our black boys our black men need to know that somebody has their back so all day so yeah so this um the whole strong black woman thing mm -hmm. we're working diligently to change the narrative we're working diligently to help black women feel okay in their nakedness so tell me how you stay in that space is it a challenge for you do you find yourself going back and forth or are you consistent in saying I am who I am love it or leave it oh no I'm not consistent at all <laughs> <laughs> I mean we, we're talking about being real here it's still right for me uh I still have issues um you know letting out and expressing what I feel I still am finding my way through what has been one of the most challenging seasons of my life even as we currently speak I'm not all the way out yeah, right. you know, uh, and I still have things that I have to continually work on. But these are thoughts that come to top of mind when I'm struggling with being okay or not mm -hmm. being okay. Do I share? Do I express? What do I do? Um, and ultimately, I try to just go back to, you know, what I'm saying, just having a safe space to say, right. nah, I'm not good, you know, and I had to be able to unmask myself you know, because I am that person that everyone feels like you're always strong. You're always right. there for everyone. You always have the answers. Mm -hmm. You always have support. And I'm thinking, if you only knew if what was going on, on the other side of this phone line, the right. only thing you feel that way is because you can't see my world right now, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, I just, I struggle with that still. And my goal obviously is to master it, you know? 
Um, but mastery takes practice. So it may take me some time, but I will get there where I'm more consistent mm -hmm. and I am, am, you know, struggling less and less. And I think, I, I don't think we ever have to arrive. Right. I think mm -hmm. that as long as we are constantly working towards that, it makes a mm -hmm. difference because every day is not going to be a good day. And I think right. we need to recognize that. And we don't need to beat ourselves up when I had a bad day and mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't process it properly or mm -hmm. whatever properly is for for you. So, mm -hmm. girl, yeah, we have not arrived, <laughs> but we gonna get there. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm fine with the journey. I'm, I'm absolutely okay with the enjoy the journey. Mm -hmm. You also talked about how this affects our overall health and oh, how yeah. some people are not comfortable with seeing a therapy and how mental health is not really talked about in our communities. So what do you think as a, as a Black community, what can we do to make us feel more comfortable with having these type conversations? Stop being in denial and, and, and acknowledge mental health as a part of overall health. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, within the religious community, within the church, I should say, you know, they'll go into having, you know, health and wellness days and they got mm -hmm. everything from diabetes covered to cholesterol. So where's the mental health table? Right. There is none, right. you know, and, and really just stop denying the fact that the mind cannot be okay too, that right. it can get exhausted, that it can face mm -hmm. challenges and it can be in an unhealthy state, just like any other organ mm -hmm. in our bodies. You know, and not only acknowledging it, but respect it. Respect so, it. Mental health is not respected, uh, in my opinion, as any uh, as the other health issues are. A person can say they're they're you know they have cancer. A person can say again they have diabetes or mm -hmm, something like that, mm -hmm. and we're all over it. But as yep. soon as a person comes in with depression, mm -hmm. they are treated like oh you're you just need right. to pray it away or you just need to mm -hmm. get it together. It's not respected at all, mm -hmm. uh, and it's there you know, a lot of times the shame, the stigma, and the bl mm -hmm. blaming the person. You don't blame a person for, you know, all, any other health issues, but you're going to blame them for this. Right. You know? And so it saddens me the way that we, number one, again, we don't acknowledge it and we don't respect it. And that's the, the thing that I would ask for if I could have a mic and just scream to every, you know, black person in yeah. the world, like, respect let's just say it exists it exists and let's say we don't know how to handle it let's exactly. be honest about it and, and and become educated on it so that we can you know we can move forward and we can progress because there are people who are suffering in silence mm -hmm. sometimes that silence leads to them feeling like they have no way out and right. guess what they do you know that despair causes them to sometimes end their journey in their lives because mm -hmm. they absolutely or they just feel like it's not going to get any better. Or they won't go to therapy because we've been told to pray it away. Exactly. You're not going to tell a cancer patient, pray it away. Exactly. They're you gonna know, go and they're going to get the treatment. They're going to get the treatment. And sometimes we need treatment in the we form of treatment. a therapist, in the form of a counselor, and sometimes mm -hmm. medication, whatever the case may be. So if I could say anything, my plea would be to just acknowledge it and, and respect it. Acknowledge it and respect. And I think you're right because when you think about cancer and any type of terminal illness, you see all these walks popping up everywhere. Yep. I don't think <laughs> I've ever seen a mental health walk. I could be wrong, but I don't, I don't think, think I've, I've ever seen one. 
I don't think I have either. And, and there are people out here, um, you know, even as we speak, who I, uh, I respect, there is a movement called Silence the Shame, and I, I, I uh, respect what they're doing, and they're trying to bring, uh, you know, awareness to mental health within our community, because we've lost too many people behind it, you know, we give attention again to anything else, but those mm-hmm. who suffer with depression, anxiety, Oh, they just, just, you thrown in the trenches, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they'll turn, people turn their backs on you and they, they, they claim to understand. And here's the thing with depression is there are many levels of it. Mm-hmm. So when you walk around with the strong black woman narrative and, and, and you can't take it no more and it may send you down a downward spiral, guess what? You might have a homegirl that comes up to you and says, you know, girl, I know too, but you need to just get up and get it, you know, keep it moving. I deal with depression. No, you deal with no, depression. No, no. And, and you've dealt with your depression. Right. You have no idea how this is impacting exactly. me, how it's affecting me. So you can only understand it to the extent that you've dealt with it. But there are other levels to this, to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and just getting people to understand that um, and to not say ignorant stuff. So when you find I out know, right? you can't be that strong black woman and she's having a moment, don't say stupid stuff. Exactly. No. Because my because my journey is not is not your journey. It's not and your journey. Just because you've dealt with it this way doesn't mean that that's going to work for me. So I have to find my what works way for me. And you can't judge how my method yes. works for me. That exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yes, we need to we need to we need to have more mental health walks. R A mental health walk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mental health walks, mental health awareness days, and mm-hmm. and you know, and really getting people to understand, you know, showing what the signs may be. Start mm-hmm. looking for this in your sister. Start being able to recognize this in your girlfriends. You know, like just paying attention to them. You know, if you see them that deviate from the norm, things that they would normally right. be doing. If you see them, you know, just a change in appearance, anything, just you girl, are you okay? And if, and, and, and no one, Hey, you don't have to put on for me, you know, are you okay? Right. You know, and start just in, in, we need to continue to have this dialogue to where it's so it's common where it's no longer uh, something to be ashamed of where people know no, it's so this happens, girl. You know, this is it's it's okay. It's you it's, you're not the first, right. you won't exactly. be the last. We're gonna get you together, but it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> you absolutely. Know? We do need to have more conversations more. like that. We mm-hmm. have this, we have these circle of friends, but there's no real dialogue going on about real life issues. I'm talking about stuff that has you up at the crack of dawn, stuff that has you missing sleep, stuff that has you in the bathroom crying while you're at work. We're not mm-hmm. having these type of conversations. Those are the things that we need to continue to talk about. So I'm glad you're here because yes. I know you're going to get the word out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best. Okay. Well, this is so good. This, I mean, this is really good, a really good Thank conversation. You. I'm so glad that you are here sharing parts of your story with us. And so since you're doing that, tell mm-hmm. us what things that do you have coming up in the next um, couple of weeks, couple of months that we can support you in. Oh, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> Um, so within, well, now uh, I just currently did a soft launch of my, again, my apparel and novelty store. It's called Statement Tees and Things. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Instagram at Statement Tees and Things. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com 
forward slash statement tease and things. And really, uh, that's that's my focus right now. I do have my podcast coming up, which is called Let's Talk About It, Conversations with the Girl Next Door. But the date right now has not been written in stone. Um, my Again, my main focus over the next couple of weeks is just really continuing to get my um, apparel line out there and make people aware that it's there. And just for the listeners, just so you know, um, it's my, my, my line in of itself is geared, geared towards motivating women, but I do it in such a unique and stylish way. Yes, so if you so like, nice. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like statement tees, you're a woman that likes, and, and I have some things for the men too. Um, but if you like the graphic tees, it, I say this to say, when I say my stuff is unique, I can, I, I can honestly stand on that. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like what you're going to see out there. It's not the, the yeah, I'm black and educated. It's not the right. super religious. It's literally like my life on a tee. And, it is. Uh, <laughs> it, it really is. And I, so do you customize these tees for individuals or is it just... You just no, it's have strictly a line. a line. It's strictly okay. a line. So there's no customization to it. It's, I tell people it's if I, I'm a former uh, singer songwriter. So mm-hmm. all I've done is I'm no longer writing songs. I'm just putting my life on a tee. Okay. Um, and so every design that you see, like you said, you check them out. Every design that you see has a story behind it. Um, and it has a reason why I made that right, tea. Right. And so my hope is that it'll continue to resonate with women when they see it. They're like, wait a minute, this is different, you know? So it's not just me saying that. It just gives a different perspective. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just life. It's mm-hmm. not just for one genre, one type of woman. This is literally like we're talking about life right now. This is me putting this type of conversation and this type of stuff and these types of experiences on a tee, but in a way that motivates and empowers I women. Love it. But they doing it in a stylish way. <laughs> so y'all definitely check them out. I went on the website. They are so lovely. I saw Thank one you. day that was inspired by your dad. And yeah. I was like, like so when she <laughs> says that they each tell a story, then they honestly do. Each t-shirt does tell a story. So definitely yes. check that out. And where can we find you on Facebook? You can find me on Facebook, my personal profile, uh, facebook.com forward slash Rashonda. That's R-A-S-H-A-U-N-D-A-F like Fuller. So that's facebook.com forward slash Rashonda F. And definitely keep us posted on on the podcast. um, Definitely will. I'm working on it. (laughs) So before we wrap it up, I have a few rapid fire questions for you just for fun. Okay, cool. So number one, favorite, I only listen to this in the car when I am alone song. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I don't really have anything. I don't have anything that I wouldn't want anybody to know I'm listening to. Um, I'm old school head. So I'm all for, you know, you might get in and be like, are we really listening to Earth, Wind, Fire over? Yeah, we are. You know? Right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I wish I had a cool answer for that, but I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the next time you're in the car, I want you to think about it. Okay. And then I'm going to hit you up and say, I found it. Here it goes. Here it is. (laughs) Okay. Number two, the most recent fear that you've overcome. Ooh, the most recent fear that I have overcome was releasing my business, um, relaunching my business and uh, stepping back out into the public eye. I've been off the scene for about three years. Yes, there's a story behind that too. Um, Mm -hmm. And really having to step back out into the public eye. I've been a public figure for some time now. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I've been real quiet. So people have been wanting to know where is Rashonda? Where, where are the selfies? Where is going on right. with the business? Where, you know, she's not on this radio show. She's not on that radio show. Mm-hmm. So what's going on? And um, having to overcome, you know, just the anxiety that it brings and stepping back out into the public eye and saying, telling them where I've been. <laughs> and so what's you did it, yes. Uh, yeah, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one. While walking. Music or podcast? Podcast. Yes, girl. You better say, my, you, better say podcast. <laughs> you know what? I was, I'm a former I'm a music lover, but I'm just now, again, there's a story reconnecting uh-huh. with music because music was, gives me all the feels. And for the longest time, I just disconnected from everything. But once the relaunch of my, my apparel line kind of breathed life back into me uh-huh. and it inspired me to start listening to music again. And I incorporate music in a lot of my marketing uh-huh. as well as my designs. You'll see one design that says vibe like old school R&B, baby, I'm a classic, all that stuff is inspired by music yeah all that stuff is inspired by music so I'm just now reconnecting but I listen to the podcast because that's what's feeding my mind and my soul right now is just hearing dialogue like we're having Mm -hmm. getting educated on certain topics and things like that so that's just more where I'm at right now (laughs) so I know you'll be listening to get naked live yeah yes 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 (laughs) (laughs) okay finally parting words for our listeners if there's one thing you want them to take away from today's conversation what is that you know uh give yourself permission to debunk that myth that you know again the the idea or the definition of you being strong is based on the amount of bullcrap based on the amount of pain that you can manage to take and plow through life you know um understand that that's not the way that things are meant to be that was something that was handed to you and they did the best that they could but now the baton is in your hands it's on you now what are you going to do and read and ask questions question is this way really even working for me right ask the question and if you say no then figure out ways that are going to work for you you got that baton in your hand you can change the whole game not just for Mm -hmm. yourself but for those that come after you but it's on you I love it you can change the game yes you can Mm -hmm. change the game I love it thank you so much Roshana this has been so much fun I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you I have thoroughly learned enjoyed learning about your story and hearing about all the amazing things that you have coming up and for our listeners we're going to have all of this posted in the show notes so you don't have to try and write it down while you're driving we'll have it all listed in the show notes so you could just click on the link and get straight to her statement tees and things get straight there her facebook page will have all that provided for you thank so, you anything else you want to say before we get out of here Rashonda? i just want to thank you for having me and to uh, you know to the listeners to the sisters you are not alone you are fully supported women are out here every day just like shirley just like myself trying to push another narrative so we're, we're with you if nothing else in spirit absolutely absolutely well thank you so much we are going to get out of here we hope everyone All right. has an amazing day and don't forget to get naked <laughs> i love it all right you have a great one thank you for thank having you. me bye-bye see you guys on the other side But I'm taking my clothes off. Clothes off. Clothes off. But I'm taking my clothes off. Get naked, honest. Get naked. Get naked.